Welcome back to another episode. Um, I, I have. I'm, I'm gonna just one quick thing. I gotta say right off the bat, right off the bat, that I may. I'm gonna try to keep this on point. I was watching Caleb here and and watching some of the stuff you're talking about. Like, man, we could geek out for eight hours to do with everything from copy and traffic and marketing. I'm gonna try my best to weave what we talk about today from really practical, actionable stuff, and try to keep. Like you've seen so much success, Caleb. You're, you're. I'm sure we could mine for 20 hours, the brilliant marketing tactics and just brilliant information from your mind. And I will do my best to just filter it down into key lessons that we could take after listening to this episode that you can literally take. That's my intent today. Take and use because we can listen to Caleb and get all this wealth of information from him, which is sweet. But if we don't do anything with it, we're going to waste 45 minutes. And I don't want that for you. So I'll do my best to keep it on point. Super pumped to have you on the show, Caleb. How you doing? Thank you very much. I'm doing great, man. How are you doing? Dude, Thank you dude, for having me. I'm, I'm so pumped. I'm going through your list of like accomplishments. <clears throat> and literally, we just had an email last week from a few people because we had um, Grant who was talking about like billions. You know, Grant Cardone loves to talk about money and someone else talking about cash flow. And they were like, dude, that's so awesome. But like, I can't connect with that. I want to know like... How do I start building something? And sometimes, and I get that. Like we, I see, you know, uh, generating over $140 million in sales for companies he's owned and operated. I'm sure you've generated way more for companies that you've worked with or that you've helped. And that number is impressive. It's crazy. But I guarantee you that you started making a buck online, making 10 bucks or two bucks or a hundred bucks. I don't know what the first product was. What I'd be really interested to hear about just to get this thing going is, What's the first thing you sold, or how how how'd you get into this? Let's let's make you a human here, not a legend, and then we'll turn. Then we'll then we'll reveal the legendary status. All right, I I, I hope to live up to the expectations here. Um, I I uh, I'm from Ireland. If you haven't guessed from my accent, I uh, I was a high school dropout. I never finished high school. Uh, never went to college when I was twenty years of age. I uh, my brother remortgaged his house to give me the money to go and move to Miami Beach and live with and mentor under one of the greatest um, direct response advertisers who ever lived. His name was Gary Halbert. Um, I uh, wanted to get into uh, business with my brother. My brother said, you don't have any skills. (laughs) My brother had a huge uh, career with uh with dell computers and and had just crazy business skills and and the ability to you know deliver billion dollar projects for michael dell and and i was a high school dropout (laughs) i had nothing going on so my brother was like we're going to get into business but you better get your ass in gear and get a skill uh and you need a mentor so the only thing i was really good at in school was was writing um so john was like hey you know what how about you go go become a copywriter and uh we'll hook you up with gary halbert so uh what year would that have been ish uh it it probably jeez i mean i'm 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 37 so 17 years ago so 2003 2003. Yeah, 2003. So forward um, thinking, because I don't think that it wasn't as sexy. Nowadays, everyone's a copywriter all of a sudden. Like everyone's a, everyone's copy, copy, copy. Yeah. It wasn't that sexy back then. So you had some, or at least your brother, someone had a little bit of insight or foresight to be like, yo, let's 
learn how to sell. Yeah, we we looked around at a lot of different business models. You know, we looked into real estate, we looked into investing, we looked into publishing. Um, you know, we looked into a lot of different business models, and initially, uh, which is the polar opposite of where we ended up, we wanted to actually we landed in on ClickBank when ClickBank was just getting started, and this idea that you could live and travel all over the world and sell information products and not have to deliver anything and you could be like a you know you could be a multimillionaire from your kitchen table it was very interesting to us so john was like hey you know what i'll run the business you go away and learn how to you know sell um so i literally you know john hooked me up with gary halbert who had a newsletter and uh i had just finished a book called think and grow rich at the time and it's he was one of the stories i think he was in think and grow rich was how a guy who worked for thomas edison he got the job by tormenting thomas and thomas edison yeah. he just kept like sending him letters and phone calls and this that and the other and he just was relentless and i was like all right i'm probably not the smartest you know tool in the box but i can torment a human being like like no one's business so i i started tormenting gary halbert i would call yeah. him and send him letters and and just would would torment him several times a day and asking him to be my mentor eventually he snapped and said um okay i'll give you three weeks uh and it'll cost you an arm and a leg and um i didn't have an arm and a leg at the time so my brother uh went and remortgaged his house mm. and uh paid gary halbert a fortune and i went to miami <laughs> and i was supposed to be there for three weeks and I ended up living with Gary Halbert for three years. And during that time, he taught me, uh, I don't know, everything he knew, but everything he could teach me within three years, he taught me uh, all about business and marketing and making money and, and advertising and copywriting and the whole lot. Um, I don't remember what the very first thing I sold was, but I he got me into a health supplement business. He got John and I into a health supplement business. In direct mail, this was like even before the internet really kicked off. Not before the internet, but before the internet kind of took over the world. Yeah. Um, so we started a health supplement business in direct mail, grew it to about 10 million, um, lived an amazing lifestyle. I mean, we were doing the four-hour work week long before Tim Ferriss came out with it. Um, and we were just having a ball, man. I lived yeah. and traveled all over the world with that business. I lived in a new country every year. Um and eventually, uh, you know, we got into newspaper advertising, we got into radio, we got into magazines, and then the internet just kind of swallowed up the offline world, and we got into the internet, and, uh, you know... Good timing, <laughs> dream, good timing. The, the dream died there and then, because we yeah. went from a four-hour yeah. work week to, yeah. uh, to the, the polar opposite of that, and... Yeah. Uh, we ended up, you know, having quite a large business with quite a number of employees um, and uh, started running large scale advertising campaigns online. And then we, we realized, hey, you know what, this is, a, this is a crazy business. We were making we had a huge business at the time um, and a good month. We were doing about five million a month. Um, but it was just a nightmare. Um, so we kind of got out of that and. Uh, we got into information publishing and coaching and consulting. And, You've done it all, dude. Uh, Masterminds, high ticket coaching, um, like it's 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 crazy. And newspaper, which I mean, it's it's just so cool to see your um, your 
wide, what word am I looking for? Your wide range of industries you've got into and channels that you've used to market those industries is so damn cool. I think it's pretty rare to see. Either it's really old school guys who did direct kind of actual mail outs or it's new school guys doing, you know, Facebook ads and and, and kind of um, uh, paid traffic. And you've kind of had this really cool um, story around it. It's so cool. And I think that the one biggest thing for anyone listening here, and correct me if I'm wrong here, if you didn't pay an arm and a leg to hang out with Gary for three weeks, which turned into three months, do you think – Three years? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do Do you think you would have – seen the success without having someone help you get in the way because anyone listening you are a coach but it's it's a two-way street if you think you're going to have people pay you money in order for you to help them accelerate their results and you're not willing to do it um not only is there misalignment there but it's like dude i mean you don't have no conviction when you sell you'll have no conviction because you are faking it and i know when i started investing heavily in myself i'm just like dude to charge 20 grand. I'm in complete alignment because I paid 30, 40 grand to join programs before. So do you think that was a big stepping stone or could you have bypassed getting help if you would have done it yourself? I I don't know what would have happened if I didn't go down that road. Um, I, I'm pretty confident that like I would have probably been successful to a smaller degree yeah. and it would have taken me a lot longer. Yeah, 100%. Um, I think that like if if you have drive and determination and a relentless attitude towards success, I think that's 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 80% of it and I had that. Where does that come um, from? Because um because for me that flipped at cool. 25, but it just happened cuz I couldn't I had no food. I was like, dude, I better get my ass in gear. How how did that like I had <laughs> that's to eat? That's a good one. Right? Yeah, how did that that's um a great motivator? Cuz you weren't good at school you said or at least you did, you weren't interested in being forced onto topics. Um yeah. where where did that come from? That drive other than being Irish cuz it seems like you guys know how to how to hustle uh-huh. and fight your way out of anything. <laughs> I I I I think I I came from a family where that was it. I you know right. my dad had his own business. My uncle, who was a who was a, a big um, figure in my life, uh, had his own business, and you know it was very much there was a lot of attitudes that were kind of brainwashed into me. You know um, from a young age, I was always warned. You know always be the busiest guy on the job. Um, right. never be seen standing around, you know, um, you know, you got to go out and get it. You got to work your arse off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so we, yeah. we were, we kind of were raised in an environment where, you know, like you were driven from a young age and held accountable, um, for your ability to go out and essentially make shit happen. So I, I think right. I got it from my dad. I think I got it from my uncle. I think everyone in my family has it. Um, so I think I got that. I got it. I got it through my family but i also think that it is like your situation you know when you're backed into a corner and you don't have any way out i think that's a beautiful place to be um you know i i remember halbert telling me i'm never uh i'm 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 always at my best when my my nose is an inch above water yeah um you know when i'm just about to drown that's when i'm at my peak and uh I, I always loved that. But I remember Halbert saying to me, I, I remember, you know, he was, he was, he was a genius. He was a bona fide genius. I mean, they've written books about him. Um, he was, he was brilliant, uh, a true genius. And I, I asked him, I said, what makes you so good? 
and uh, he told me, uh, oh, excuse me, I asked him, what is the secret to success? And he said, it's the pig ignorant refusal to ever give up. And I always thought, I always cling to those things because um, I'd like to think that I, I'm a pretty intelligent guy. I just never liked, uh, you know, being forced to do things that I didn't want to do, you know. So learning math uh, beyond the basics, you know, the minute we get into letters and all that kind of good stuff, I just, uh, it's not for me. Same with science and geography. I, I just never really saw the value in it. But marketing, advertising, investing, you know, things like that, I, I, I'm like, all right, I see my future in those things. So I can, you know, I, I can be relentless in, in terms of that. Um, but a pig ignorant refusal to ever give up is, is, is something that I think everyone, it's a skill that everyone can cultivate. It's a, it's something that is independent of, of savvy. It's independent of intelligence. It's independent of, um, a unique kind of, uh, skill that you can acquire. It's something that everyone can, can have. I have a buddy who, my goodness, this guy has failed more than, you know, than you would ever imagine. I mean, this guy eats failure for breakfast. I mean, he has just, and it's just, he's just got a wake of massive failures behind him. And he's, he's also a fabulously successful guy because he just never cares about the failures. He just moves from one failure to another, as Winston Churchill said, uh, without losing um, motivation or inspiration. And I think that, you know, that, that kind of thing carries you more than you would ever imagine. Um, but certainly hooking up with Halbert was, was a fast track, um, to success. I, I went from not knowing anything about really about anything. You know, I knew nothing about marketing. I'd never seen a sales letter. Um, I had seen sales. I'd never seen a direct mail sales letter. I'd never seen any newspaper ads. I'd never seen anything like that. Um, never written any copy. Didn't know any psychology about marketing or advertising. Didn't know anything about business. Um, and he got me into business in a year. And I think I made, I think I made six figures my second year with him. Our first, I remember, but we went, we went really quick. So like within, within about three years, we had like a, a $7 million business. Yeah. Um, and, and it, you know, so that I'll just, you know, and it's not even that, like it's, it's, it's that what I learned from him set me up for life. It wasn't that like, it wasn't that yeah. he got me into business really quick. It's that he gave me That's skills right. to knowledge, know-how understandings he gave me a, a a way to look at the world that allowed me to as you know you you mentioned there get into all of these different industries get into these different channels and and, and crush it and and do really really well um so i i would attribute uh, you know my mentorship uh with halbert you know i i i consider that massively responsible for for the success i've had and i i i, I couldn't I would always recommend someone get a mentor. I, I think that now it's a tricky business. You need to learn from the right person yes. um, and you need to be very careful about who you let into your mind. Um, but once you find that right person, I, I, I think that that person can, can massively elevate you, can massively catapult you forward and, and significantly shorten the, the period of time that it takes you to reach your goals yeah and, and hopefully I, I framed that question right because halfway through i was like oh hopefully you didn't take it as in such that of course you could be massively successful and i feel like i oh, could yeah. have probably seen success myself too but i'm constantly seeking out people 
and recently yeah. joined a new mastermind, which which was which is amazing. Like guys in there are elevating my mindset to new levels, but also through books. I'm reading Ray Dalio's Principles again. I read it when it first came out, but it just went right over my head. I'm like, cool. And now I'm reading it, and I'm like, dude, this guy's been in business for 70-plus years, highly intelligent, and I can download everything that's in his mind into my mind in uh, two months. And I'm just like, I love the information internet age as long as you direct your focus on what is important to you and not get overwhelmed with all the information available to us. So that's where I was getting at. and I mean, he, Gary, Gary is such a legend. I mean, I'm sure like just it's it's unreal. I know he called you at some point uh, one of the 10 best copywriters in the world and pretty much every successful marketer that I know. I might have even got this off Jason Cap a long time ago because a long time ago I attended one of his little masterminds and it was just like copy, copy, copy. I'm like, damn, I'm, I'm, I felt like I'm an okay copywriter, but let me just buy every book on copywriting, every huh. course on copywriting and it changed the direction of my business instantly. And so... You started with copy, and, and it's no doubt that you know how to work your way around uh, any market, whether it's Facebook advertising, webinars, direct mail, newspaper. It's all the same skill that you've cultivated and you've you've seen massive success with. So it's 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 really cool, and it's uh, super inspiring. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think one of the best skills that you can learn is is the ability to sell. I yeah. think that what that does for you in business and in life is it, it's so much more than what it seems like on paper. Um, you know, if you know how to sell, you'll see money everywhere. If you know the, un- if you understand the principles and the concepts and the psychology of selling, then you know you may you may sometimes be broke every now and again, but you'll never be poor yeah. because it's a skill that will always ensure that you know how to make money. So I, I think it. that like starting with that is is one of the best foundations that you can have. I think that you know most very successful entrepreneurs know know a lot about selling. Yeah. I would say statistically speaking, most of them yeah. really know a lot of, about selling. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So I'm really interested in this because because I went through this at times. I'm still going through this. I have I remember when I remember like I don't know, we had like a fifty or sixty thousand dollar month and I was like, I am the next Steve Jobs. I am the most brilliant human <laughs> it was a lot of money to me. And I was like, this yeah. is crazy, right? And I thought I was the world's best businessman. I realized I'm a great marketer, salesperson. I know nothing about business when it comes to building an organization. Yeah. And so I, I was um, frustrated with slow progress. But through slow progress, I really learned um, and still continue to learn um, how to build a company, an organization, how to be an actual businessman instead of just a hustler. And it's been a beautiful journey, but it was extended over a period of time with nice slow growth. It seems like for you, it was like fairly quick. And what I'm trying to imagine is great marketer, great copywriter, all of a four-hour work week, all of a sudden having to have employees, offices, dynamics between employees, leadership. Uh, this I feel like this. most people don't just naturally possess it. Uh, it has to be taught or it has to be learned over time. Was it a pretty easy transition for you to go from six figure to, I think you said $7 million business, which I don't know how many employees you had, but there's a level of complexion that all of a sudden you have to walk into and own. Was that a fairly easy transition or was there some improvement in spiritual or just development that had to happen to take on that role? Yeah, you know, it's very difficult. I, I, I think that... Um, I'm lucky, you know. I my brother John is the business guy. I'm more of the marketing, advertising guy. Um, I'm the guy out front. He's the guy behind the curtain. Yeah. He runs the business. He, you know, manages everybody. Um, 
so it was much easier for me because the roles were very clearly defined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like John that. ran the business and I took care of marketing and advertising. Cool. Um, so, but it's always a challenge. Like these days, you know, I used to create all of our advertising and I used to do it in my own time and I used to create advertising that would, would be designed to last for several years. Um, these days, I don't do that so much. I manage a team of people who do it, which is a very, very different thing. It's very yeah. difficult. It's very challenging. Um, you know, I, but if you want to scale, if you want to grow, um, you're probably going to find yourself in that place. Ultimately, I don't think that I'm a big believer in not being in your business. Um, I think that there's a, it, it's an evolution, you know, like you, you need to kind of hustle, you need to get it going, you need to get it started, then you need to scale it, then you need to kind of put, a, you know, a, a, a team around it and all that kind of good stuff. But ultimately, my view on business is that uh, it's an asset. It's not personal. It's not a baby. And it's nothing related to you. Um, I think that when you start to attach emotions to it, you start to become owned by it. Um, and I think that one of the most difficult things for a lot of people to do is to actually distance themselves from the business. People take their business personally. Um, I think that in the same way that you own stock in a company, you know, that's how you should view your company. It's an asset and it's got to pay and you can't, you know, be in there i don't think an entrepreneur can be really classified as a, a real entrepreneur if they're a slave to their business and i think most entrepreneurs are slaves to their business i've grown to kind of appreciate that i i hung out with i don't even know if you would know this guy his name is mark ford and i had dinner with him um he's one of the founders of agora which is a 1.8 billion dollar business and he was telling me um, there's only one reason to have a business, and it's to um, it's for cash flow, so that you can take the cash flow from your business and invest it into passive income assets. So he's like, our types of businesses, which are direct response businesses. I mean, if you've got a coaching business, if you've got a, a sales funnel, if you've got a webinar, what you've really only got is a cash flow. Yeah you know, process. It's not technically a business that you can sell um, and cash out for a tremendous amount of money. Some people would disagree, but, you know, if you compare, you know, like a retail business to a sales funnel on Facebook, they're going to be valued very differently, you know, because one is not really a business and the other one is a serious business. So, our types of businesses are best used for generating cash flow to go and invest in passive income streams. So it's more of a movement of money to become completely and utterly independent of the uh, need to work. And for me, it's been a big shift in my thinking. And I thank Mark Ford for that because up until then, I feel like I was very confused. I was thinking that what I really had was a was an actual business, when in reality, what I had was a was a you know uh, something that was generating cash flow temporarily. Because the minute your webinar stops working, guess what happens? Your business. 
the minute you, you know, your Facebook campaign stops working, guess what happens to your business? It just disappears. So that's not really a business. Yeah. It's just a temporary cash flow event. So the idea of starting a business uh, and getting too attached to that for me is a very limiting thing unless you're going to go and start, you know, like what I would consider like a, a, an actual, a, an actual real business, which yeah. would be, you know, something that, um, you know, is, is, uh, is independent of, you know, an advertising campaign not working. Um, so for me, it's, it's, it's more so my approach to business is really about earning as much money from the business as I can and put, then moving that money into passive income streams. Um, so that I'm actually independent of the company. I'm not married to the business. I'm not a slave to the business. If the business continues to be profitable, fantastic. And if, if the business does not continue to be profitable, then that's a bit of a bummer, but it doesn't really impact me in any way whatsoever. I feel like the whole purpose of being in business and doing what we do is to really get to a place where you are completely and utterly independent of the need to work and get out of bed in the morning. I love that. And I think that that's, I, I think that that simple shift should be massive for a lot of people. It was for me yeah. because the quantity of people who are absolute slaves to their business is astonishing. Um, most internet marketers, particularly, um, you know, heart attacks, strokes, divorced, yeah. uh, <laughs> because yeah. you become slaves to your business. We were, I was talking to, uh, about, I was talking about Elon Musk uh, to my brother there recently, and his message to me was, you know, he's all in. He's like, he's given up everything for it. He's all in, you know. He's been divorced. He's, you know, he's, you know, he's all in on his business. And I, you know, admire that. But I guess it's what you want out of your yeah. from your life. You know, he wants to go out and conquer the world. Fair enough. Um, but I think that everybody needs to get clear on what it is that they want for their business, so that you don't end up in a place that you never wanted to be in your business. And I just think that an awful lot of people end up where they don't want to be. When you're searching for success, you'll take it on any, in any manner, you know, um, you'll take it in any way. As you said, like a $60,000 month, that's fantastic. It's brilliant. Um, and you'll do whatever you need to do to continue to make those $60,000 months in. And what can end up happening is, you know, several months, several years down the road, you can end up miserable with your $60,000 months if you're not yeah. careful. <laughs> it I sounds love like that. I'm actually taking this conversation in a, in a negative way. No, I, no, I, it's I beautiful. I don't even know what the original question was, but it's a, anyway. It's a, I, I, I love it, and I, I truly appreciate that message because if someone – it was probably about a year ago since I started connecting the dots. I'm like, okay, we got tons of cash flow, good profit margins. Is this it? And then one of my mentors drew out a simple triangle, was like, your, your it's sole purpose in business, yes, is to serve the world, fulfill your purpose, fulfill your passion, do it, go all in, make cash, turn that cash into investments so you can buy yourself some time, so you can find out how to make more cash, so you can invest more. And I just yeah. started looking at that, and then my whole idea of the company bank account completely changed. And I'm like, okay, I want to serve, I think coaches are really passion driven, and I, I can't say I'm not, I, I love what I do. Um, ever since I got into coaching and I will probably till the day I die, I hope I envision that, but now it's like, okay, we, we, we work really, really hard. You hustle at first, you make a little cash to invest it. And that investment buys you a little bit of time. Even if you can make 500 or a thousand dollar passive income buys you a little bit more time to create more cash flow. And the cycle continues. It's changed my world. And 
it stopped becoming about buying the beamers or just spending it. It was like, how do I how do I buy myself out of the system? And it became a really fun game to play. I was probably two years too late to hear it. And hopefully someone listening to it is just like, hmm, that makes sense. The goal is not to just make 10K a month. Because are you going to be a coach when you're 60, 70, making 10K a month? Like you're, you're, it's a... It, it, no one's there to support you when you retire. You've got to support yourself. Yeah. It's different than just making 10K in a, in a business where they pay you. And I love what you just said to that extent because um, we're not taught that, dude. We're just taught to hustle like Gary Vee style, but it's like there's more to it. Like learn to play the game and learn to play it well, which you have figured out. And thank you, Mark Ford, for teaching you that too. Yeah, I, I think if I, I'm a big, you know, I, I, I get the hustle thing and I, I love Gary Vee. You know, I just... I don't really believe that that's, you know, like you can hustle yourself to an early grave real quick. Yeah. Um, you can max yourself out yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and not enjoy life along yeah. the way. Coaching is wonderful. Coaching, coaching is, a, is a fantastic business model um, once dialed in and optimized, Yeah. yeah. Uh, particularly high-ticket coaching, <clears throat> you know. Excuse me. <clears throat> we had um, until recently, we we just stopped doing it. <clears throat> stopped doing it for other reasons, but we had uh, a coaching program where it was eighty thousand dollars a year to get into it, <clears throat> and it was for obviously very very lucrative. And you know, when you can fill, when you can put a couple of hundred people into an 80 or a hundred thousand dollar a year coaching program and your total time to deliver on that is four to ten hours a week um you've kind of mastered that yeah game and you can either choose to do that for pleasure going forward or you can start multiple businesses like that so that your business is not being a coach or a consultant your business is actually having multiple coaching and consulting businesses but if you can master you know there's two things to master in in a coaching business how to get a consistent stream of clients and how to not sell your soul to them (laughs) how to you know how to how to give give the value that was promised plus some while maintaining your sanity, your <laughs> lifestyle, yeah. and your passion and enthusiasm for it. And I think that if a lot of people end up, you know, in a place where they're actually selling their soul for money um, and over delivering, and, and yes, they're making good money, but they're working around the clock. Um, I had the good fortune um, of uh, learning that about coaching um, from a genius guy. His name is Kevin Nations. Um, And uh, Kevin Nations taught me a lot about how to do high ticket coaching um, without, you know, without selling my soul and, and, and still having an amazing life. And I, I, I think that a high ticket coaching model, you can make an awful lot of money very quickly. And if you can just get the quantity of hours you invest right, then you're really, the world is your oyster. You can have a, a, a significant multi-million dollar business 
you know, you can, you have plenty of money to go and invest in, in passive income assets. Um, it's a wonderful game. And, uh, I, uh, I love that space. Yeah. I love that space. We do it. For, we do it a lot. For anyone listening, uh, I don't know, four or five years ago, I had a mentor who was like, increase your price. I was charging hourly because I was an idiot and I, I was charging a hundred bucks an hour. This is in fitness. And at one point I got so good at client acquisition that I was trying to sell leads to other trainers in the city. It was in person because no one could get fitness. Most trainers are broke. I wasn't. I had full, but I was coming into the gym at 530. First one turned the lights on and I was 10, 11 o'clock leaving the gym, turned the lights off all day long, client back to back to back. I made the sessions 55 minutes so I could just have five minutes before between clients to breathe. But oftentimes they'd come in early. I wanted to over deliver and I would just talk with them. I wouldn't eat all day. Six months, I stacked a ton of cash, luckily, but I burnt out. I had to basically stop that business because I could not get out of bed. And that's when I was like, damn, like acquiring clients is one thing. And we could almost argue that there's a steps to it. That's fairly easy if you follow the steps, but the self-worth and raising your boundaries and being okay with it and owning it, um, not feeling you're in debt to your clients was such a hard thing to learn for me. Um, and still yeah. today, sometimes is my heart is huge. It's and for I just, everyone, right? For I just, everyone. just want to yeah. like, yeah. Oh, I want to serve, but like, get out of your own damn way, and I can't hold your hand through it. So let's go. And there's a level of um, really raising your standards and your thermostats to just make sure that you're putting your oxygen mask on first, so I can completely relate with that and get really good at acquiring clients. I think is what you're saying, but also there's a second side to it that I think a lot of people miss, like I did. Um, learn how to set boundaries and not kill yourself serving your clients or it becomes a trap and um and it sucks like it sucks you lose all passion for what you were passionate about in the first place yeah and i think you know always staying true like here's the thing there's a business model for every lifestyle i like that that you want to live there's a business model for every lifestyle you want to live and you know the not knowing that is enormously destructive because you can get swept away into a business model that will give you a lifestyle that you never wanted. And it's hard to get out of that. that. So there's two things to know. First of all, there is a business model for every lifestyle. And secondly, you need to get clear on what lifestyle you want. Because especially with coaching and consulting, you can pretty much have any type of lifestyle you want. It's, It's a very... Um, it's a very moldable business model, you know. Um, I've done it wrong in every possible way. Um, so, you know, and I learned how to do it right. And um, I, I think that that's just a big thing. There's a business model for every lifestyle. You've got to get clear on what kind of lifestyle you want. And once you know that, then just go find the business model for it because they're out there. So it sounds like it's coming back to Mark Ford's, um, the business should serve you. You should not be a servant of the business. So get clear on what you want and then build a business that serves you. Yeah. I mean, I I think like, you know, if if we're to kind of like look at the kind of the general kind of transition of the average kind of entrepreneur, they start off, you know, working for a a company. So they're, uh, you know, they just, they do a nine to five. They kind of save up the money that they need to go start their own business they develop the confidence and then they go and they do it they go and they start a new business however what are they taking to the new business they're taking an employee attitude 
to an entrepreneur, to a business owner game. So that employee attitude is I got to work my ass off to get paid a salary. But that's not an entrepreneur. That's not a business owner's mindset. So, and this is, by the way, like, you know, I've done this. Um, Everybody does this. And what you need to understand is that there's actually a different mindset that's needed. And you have to go and adopt that different mindset. And the the phase beyond, so what ends up happening is they move, they move from being an employee to being an employee, an employee of a, of a boss to being their own employee mm-hmm. and their own boss. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've just taken an employee attitude to a business owner activity. Mm-hmm. If you become a business owner, it's the right attitude is that you don't work for your business. You, you work, they say you shouldn't work on, you shouldn't work for your business. You should work on your business. Um, I was listening to Roland Frazier there recently saying, you don't even want to work on your business. You want to just be over your business, which is exactly what I was saying to you there a while ago, meaning that your total involvement in your business should really be ultimately you just have a weekly call with whoever is taking care of the entire business for you. That's actually what it means to be a business owner. It means that you own it, but you're not owned by it. And then the level after that is that you're in a position where you're actually able to manage multiple businesses as a business owner so that you are not in a position where you're running or managing any of them. You're just, you know, kind of a, a consultant to the teams that you have over your business. Sounds like mastery. Um, and I, I like it. Yeah, and I think that everybody should be shooting for that kind of mastery because it's because it's freedom. At least you should be getting to the place where you're a business owner, where you're not actually working in your business, you're not working for your business, you're just completely and utterly over your business. And you can get there. And it's as easy to get there as it is to get somewhere else. You know? It t- like I always say to people, it takes the same amount of effort to sell something for $97 as it does to sell something for $97,000. Mm-hmm. The only thing that's different about it is the perspective that you bring to the table. The perspective changes everything, but essentially it's the same level of effort. So it's going to take the same level of effort to get one outcome versus the other. Um, it's just that one outcome is significantly better than the other one. It'll take, you know, the same energy and effort to uh, be over your business as it would be to manage your business. It's just that once you've accomplished one versus the other, if you if you want to accomplish, you know, managing your business, you will get to a place where you have to manage your business for 40, 60 hours a week. Yeah. And it'll take all of that effort to get there. And you'll, you'll, have, you'll have reached that goal. But you can take the same amount of energy and effort and you can put it towards actually being over your business. And it'll be the same energy, it'll be the same effort, it'll be the same hard work, but the outcome will be totally different. You'll be independent of your business. So it's just about changing your perspective and your approach to what you're doing. And if you can do that, then you can accomplish what you want. What I see a lot of people doing is just mindlessly getting into things. And, you know, they are just like, wherever the carrot is, I will go. If it's to the left, I'll go to the left. If it's to the right, I'll go to the right. They're not in control. They're not like taking control and saying, I don't care where the carrot is going. The carrot can go left, the carrot can go right, but my path is straight ahead. And uh, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll be, I'll find my own carrot. That's um, wisdom 
I love it. I love it. Yeah. This wisdom you can't buy. Um, one, one last thing. I really want to respect your time here, but, well, I guess you do buy it because you do pay for it over the years. But when it comes to, obviously, COVID, this thing's around, um, I've seen a lot of coaches just right time, right place. We could almost call it luck, but their business was set up. People are at home. They're looking for answers, and their businesses just blew up. Some, it went the other way because they weren't set up for it, and they weren't ready to move online from offline, and they kind of um, were behind. For the future, uh, we're talking 21, 22, 23. I, I, don't, I don't expect you have a crystal ball, but what do you see with internet marketing and your ex- experience and expertise, even if it's just one nugget that, that everyone can take away, just being like, let's keep your eye on this because this is – this is the direction you feel, or do you think nothing's really changing? Just more attention is online, and 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 um, any insight on that? I really don't think along those lines. You know, I like here's kind of the whole idea for me. If we're you know talking to people who are looking to get going, um, and you know achieve success and become financially independent at the excuse me at the end of the day the fundamentals are going to be 95 percent of why you succeed and the fundamentals particularly with a coaching business is always going to be about creating a tribe of people who have an urgent problem that they need to solve it's very important that you target people who have urgent problems because they're the most motivated people to buy, um, particularly for coaching. Like, there's a few things, right? So you want people who are going to buy, and after that, you're going to want people who actually implement what you have to teach. And then after that, you're going to want those people to get the results. So. It's actually very easy to get people to buy. (laughs) It's a lot easier to get people to buy than it is to get people results. There's an awful lot of casual buyers. They will buy and they will tune into you like you're a Netflix special, you know, Um, but they won't do anything with it. So if you target someone who has an urgent problem, then that person is going to be more motivated to buy. There's going to be less resistance to buying. They're going to be more motivated to take action. And they're going to have a lot of skin in the game to succeed. So if you can build a tribe of people who have an urgent problem and you can cultivate a relationship with them over time, then all you have to do is just make offers to those people and you'll make money. There was a great, great um, study done on a company that handles leads offline. And these guys would take inbound telephone calls from, you know, ads in the TV and the radio and the magazines, the newspapers and all that kind of good stuff. And they would do two things. They would take inbound leads and then they would do outbound phone sales. And what they figured out was they, they, they've been doing this for hundreds of clients across countless industries for over a decade. They decided to do a, 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 a research. They decided to research all of the data that they had. And, and try and mine it and find out some valuable stuff from it. And what they found was that 15%, actually, they found a few things. Um, I learned this, by the way, from Dean Jackson, who I highly recommend everybody check out. Um, he, what they figured out was 50% of leads buy. 
So if you have an email list and there's 100 people on your email list, 50 of them will buy, 50 of them will never buy. Now, they will, not all 50 will buy from you, right. but 50 of them will buy. Mm. So if someone becomes a, a, a lead of yours, they will buy, half of them will buy, and half of them will not. Now, the buying cycle is 18 months, and 15% of people buy in the first 90 days. That means 85% of all interested prospects who will buy will buy between month three and month 18, which essentially means that if you want to succeed long term, if you want to build a business long term, what you are talking about doing is bringing someone through an 18 month funnel. Now, they obviously had clients that were way more successful than other clients, so they started to survey their clients. Why are the, the best guys succeeding? Uh, what are they doing to succeed? And what are the, you know, in comparison to the guys that are not succeeding? And what they found was that there was two different business models. Essentially, the guys that were succeeding at the best of what's possible, they had an education value-driven business model. And the guys that were not succeeding, they had an advertising-based business model. They were just beating you over the head with, with buy, 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 buy. Those guys didn't succeed at all uh, or didn't succeed long term. Whereas the guys that decided to educate and give value to their prospects, they ended up being the most successful long term. And they captured the most quantity of sales from the 50% of people that bought, what were they doing that allowed them to capture the most amount of sales? What they were doing is they were obviously giving them an education. They were obviously giving them value. But what they were doing is that they were demonstrating along the way just how easy it is to succeed with the solution that they have to offer. Because all things being equal, if you have an 18-month business model that's designed to give value to people over time, which is a relationship building model where you're educating and inspiring and motivating people. And uh, if you combine that with the ability to demonstrate how your service will help your clients get what they want faster and easier than everybody else's, you will get the business. That is a simple way to literally dominate your niche and achieve long-term success. Build a tribe, build a relationship with your tribe, give value and demonstrate why your solution is going to get the client a faster, easier result than everyone else's solution. And at the end of the day, if you do that, then you'll be independent of what's hot and what's not. You'll be independent of pandemics. You'll be independent you know, of, of everything, all the ups, all the downs. It's as simple as that. I love that. I think, I think it just comes down to the old, uh, should I do Facebook or podcast? I'm like, well, they're like, there's, they both work. What are you more aligned with? Yeah. And what do you want to see for the long run? Uh, just so everyone knows, this is episode 200. I'm not sure when this episode releases cause we pre-filmed them, but episode 200 is being released December 21st and it's been three years and my first six months of running a podcast I was doing it because it was fun. Um, I might have had like 10 people tuning in. Like I made it seem bigger than it was, but it, it wasn't. And I would, 
Um, and then after six months, it started taking off, and it's a massive source of leads and traffic and relationship building. Of and yeah. there's people who are like, I listen to every episode um, for two and a half years, and guess how long that sales cycle is? Well, it's been a two and a half year long sales cycle, but they book a call with the team, and in 30 minutes, they're they're in. And it's it's yeah. it's a I mean, it's a huge on relationships, and with the technology, you don't have to be doing one on one. You can start something and and build it over the long run. And I'm passionate about podcasting. I'll do this. Even if it's been three years and there's still 10 people listening, I'd still be doing this. Like I, I, I learned so much and I just love it. So I, I love what you have to say there is like the fundamentals will stay. But if Facebook disappears, there's going to be another platform to communicate your message, learn the fundamentals Absolutely. and master one or two channels and, and double down on a few channels. Sounds like, your, um, sounds like your point or what you're saying. That's it. Sweet. The I love it. Fundamentals are, are uh, what will save you always. I love it. I love it. If if people want to find you, I've got I've gotten so much, especially from what you just shared with Dean Jackson, the 50, 50, 18 months, 15% in 90 days, 85% in three to 18 months. That that really, um, I'm going to be doing a big study for the last three years of how close that is for us. But I can almost guarantee you just from the data we do collect, that's probably fairly accurate. Um, I wouldn't doubt that it's that far off. I wonder about the 50-50. I'm really curious about that. But if anyone wants to find you and and soak into to your wisdom, uh, where could they find you? And all the links will be below. Yeah, just go to roitips.com. ROI stands for return on investment. So just roitips.com. If you can sign up for my e-letter, you'll, you'll, uh, you'll hear from me. Beautiful. <laughs> You'll hear all about me. You'll, Lucas, you'll, thank you very much, man. You'll be you'll be in the uh, eighteen month cycle, but I love it. I love it. I, I think it's so <laughs> exactly, beautiful. Yeah. Um, and and one thing I ask absolutely everybody, especially I believe you said, and there's no disrespect here, I believe you said thirty seven years old. You said you started in two thousand and three, doing this seventeen years. You have a ton of wisdom that's been built over seventeen years. What I love is just trying to saturate down into just or or bring it down into one seed of if you could have given it to. Uh, 17 would have been what 20 year old you what was some of the advice and this can be business personal or or something that just like just some kind of motto or some kind of belief that you could have taken out of 20 year old and put into just a new operating system for 20 year old um you what what do you think that would be what's one of the big le- biggest lessons I mean, uh, yeah, I, you know, what, what instantly comes to mind just per what our chat was there is um, I went on tour learning every possible sales strategy I could. I got into every channel I could. I got into every medium I could. I got into every business model I could. I feel like that was wonderful and great and i'm very happy that i did if i had my time again i would have learned way less i would have decided to master the art of building a tribe building a relationship with that tribe and and literally you know milking that tribe appropriately because i feel like it's the fastest path to financial security i think running sales funnels and product launches and webinars and all that kind of good stuff 
uh, while valuable is not really a business, if the whole thing is to get to financial security, which it was for me, get to a lifestyle, get to financial security and get to a place where I can uh, invest in passive income assets and become independent of the ability of the need to get out of bed in the morning. I think that there's no better skill that anyone could learn than the skill of building tribes of people who have urgent problems, building relationships with those tribes, finding out what it is those people want and giving it to them. Because you can do that and it can be a four to 10 hour work week. You can make many, many millions of dollars doing that. And it's a very slow moving, very, you know, great business. And I, I, I feel like I wish that I had learned how to do that a lot sooner than what I did. Um, it would have allowed me to get to financial freedom and to the lifestyle that I wanted a lot quicker. Um, so that's what I would say. I think love that. Love that. So I think a lot of marketers are taught that direct response, uh, you know, put out the ad it's, it's, you're spending five bucks on the lead and you're converting 25% of them and you're making a profit and your margin is this, let's just scale that. And it's sort of maybe short-term thinking versus like, okay, well, I guess this 18-month cycle is how do we bring all those people in and also focus on the back end building relationships because the ROI will increase drastically and maybe you'll be spending more on the front end, but on the back end, you'll reap the rewards of um, of a tribe. Yeah, long, long-term long back end marketing. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Long-term yeah. back end marketing. Most most internet marketers, their list is, is burnt out yes. in, Love in that. 90 days. Because they're just beating them over the head. There's no relationship building. There's no relationship marketing going on. There's no long-term view. Like you said, hey, I've been doing this for three years. Um, Like you knew what you were doing. You had a vision for the long run. I think so many people do not. So many people are just looking to make money right now. And and that's a trap. It's it's absolutely a trap. But it's a hard trap to see because, you know, you, you, everybody needs to make money now. But having a long-term view of success, having a long-term uh, view on the relationship you have with your prospect, um, like think about it. If if fifteen percent of people buy in ninety days and eighty-five buy yeah. over eighty months, but your list is burnt out after ninety days, well, you've just shot yourself in the foot. You lose, you're after 85%. losing out on eighty-five percent of the opportunity. Yeah. Having a long-term view on taking a person who doesn't know you from Adam and taking that person to a place where they will buy everything you recommend. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's the, the, that's the, what I personally that's a feel win-win. is the best skill. And by the way, it's enormously scalable. I know a guy who is um, doing this and he's, he's, he's generating 10,000 leads a day. Wow. 10,000 leads a day. So, um, you know, He's spending about four dollars fifty a pop, so it's forty five thousand dollars a day. Yeah. So don't think that it's a it's a, you know to the listeners don't think that it's a small model. It can be totally. a huge, massive model. Yeah, totally. I love that. I love that. Um, we will have the website below again. That was roitips.com. Yeah. We'll have the link below. I uh, really appreciate your your wisdom, your expertise, and I'm super Thank pumped you, to see where you go next. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you for you. having me on. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so as always, I just want to finish off the episode with saying thank you for listening. These episodes are 100% free and they're dedicated to helping you build your coaching business because there are clients out there just waiting for you to reach them. They're waiting for you to give them a result. So do not give up on your dream and never give up 
on your business. Again, these episodes are 100% free. All I ask in return is that you give it a thumbs up, you give it a like, you give it a little bit of love in the comments or the reviews, and you share it with one or two coaches who you know could use help building their coaching businesses. That's it. I'm done. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode.